Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. Hello and welcome back to Pixel Podcast. Uh, you were back with another episode. Hello, Martin. Hello, Ben. Nice to be back once again for another podcast. It's nice to be back. We're talking about Amazon this episode. Happy Wednesday. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. You know what, Martin? I'm normally pretty good at sort of predicting what some companies might do next and kind of thinking about how industry is going to change and move forward in the tech world and in, in especially in online and, and all those kind of spaces. But I'm going to be honest, if someone sat me in a pub a few years ago and said to me, Amazon, we're going to have physical, you know, what they call brick and mortar stores, you know, actual buildings in locations selling items, I honestly would have laughed them out the door i would have you know i'd have said no amazon it was around and 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 amazon has been actually taking away a lot of the customers from the physical stores in physical locations because you can buy them and you'd have to go anywhere and it comes to your actual door you know prime next day i mean even in, like in london i am right now one hour deliveries and i you know i can i can get something within an hour if i really wanted to why would i bother going to a store so I'm still actually a little bit shocked um, when Amazon announced a while ago that they were going to be open pop-up stores um, around America. And now they're even expanding their operation to 100 stores. Now, I understand Amazon sell their own products. Maybe they're trying to do an Apple and have, you know, Amazon stores um, for their own products only and nothing else. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Martin, what's your first initial thought? I share the same opinion with you, Ben. I mean, Amazon, as we all know, is a successful internet store. And it comes to that philosophy, if it's not broke, why fix it? And we've also seen the decline in supermarkets going down and retailers going down. A picture like Woolworths a long time ago, really successful at first and then started slowly going down and eventually trying to get back their credibility. So for me, Amazon, it made no sense for them to open some stores and... I sort of found out about this maybe two weeks ago, uh, working in my pub. Someone came up to me and went, oh, um, we're actually thinking about having an Amazon store in Banbury soon. And I looked at it, honestly, this, my reaction was, I looked at it and went, are you mad? That's just not going to happen. And now reading this news, if it ever came over here, say, in the next five years, I'd feel so bad actually just looking at that guy going, what are you on about? Yeah, I know. I, I really, really can't believe it. Now, I just want to explain a little bit more. So they're pop-up shops in the US. I don't know about the UK and about there's no official word on their plans in the UK or anywhere else at the moment. But, you know, the UK follows the US in so many different ways. If it's happening in the US, it will happen in the UK at some point. It's one of the things we can be sure of. As much as we can sure it's going to rain sometime in the UK, we can be sure that we'll probably copy something that the US is doing or something will come over here. And the, the pop-up shop bit is the thing I want to really stress because... The pop-up shops are very, very different to normal stores. They are almost like trial ways of very, very gradually testing something without putting down too much money. Because they're basically, basically in a nice, they're a nice word for kiosks. They're like little small shops, which are either in a shopping center or in existing area buildings that are very cheap to just open up and, you know, to, 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 get employees on temporary contracts, things like that, so that they can just like see how it works. And if it doesn't work, they haven't actually invested money in actually buying locations, you know, long-term rent, all those kind of things, which, you know, would lose them a lot of money if things don't go well. Now, 
doing a bit of research, you know, these are going to be more focused on things like their Dash button, their Kindle, the Amazon Fire set-top boxes, things like that. So basically customers can go and try the products before they buy them, which I understand a lot of times is important. And sometimes I do enjoy going into a physical Apple store, electronics store to try something out. But do you know what Apple are really trying to push at the moment? I think, you know, Amazon should probably be trying to push these instead. It will probably end up working better. Is Amazon have one of the best return policies I have probably ever come across. And I think you will ever come across the company. You can buy something online. You can use it. You can unbox it, do whatever you want. If you don't like it, in 30 days, you can return it and get your money back. You could have used it. It doesn't really matter. And I think that way is a far better way of doing it than, you know, focusing on pop-up stores. I know Apple are bringing stores, but they bring very little stores just around the general areas that, you know, that they need to. And they do repairs for products and things like that. And Amazon aren't really saying that they're going to do any like sort of repairs of their products or anything like that or offer additional services. Like, for instance, Apple do training courses. They do loads of different stuff inside the stores um, to help, you know, some of the older generation who may be less tech savvy, but also to repair devices and things like that. It makes it more worthwhile than being there than just selling products. And I don't know at the moment whether this Amazon is going to offer anything else, which makes it more worthwhile. Don't, wouldn't you agree, Martin, that if Amazon almost did an Apple sort of way of going about things and just did an amazing return policy that you could just try something and if you didn't like it, just return it, you know, even if you've used it. Um, and then, you know, I think that would work better. On one hand, yes, and one hand, no, Ben. For example, it'd be great to have that return policy and, you know, getting that would be fantastic for a consumer base. Because, for example, let's just say um, I want to do a live stream and I needed a certain thing, I could have that and then hand it back in. And that was that's the big problem. I, I understand that many people would like that, but as a business, to me, that you lose a lot of money. And what happens with the stuff afterwards? Like, you know it's the box has been open. You can't sell it as new. You have to sell it as um, sort of a pre-owned basis and lose a bit of money on it. Yeah, but, well, this is, I think this is the difference in product marketing and the way they go about it. Apple know that if they offer this, that one, people feel more comfortable to buy the products in the first place. Two, it shows that they have confidence enough in their products that they know that you'll love their products and not want to return them. And three that the chances are that the majority of people won't end up retiring them in 30 days um, anyway. So I think they basically offer it and you know, it's almost a bit of a gamble. But if they have the confidence in their products that the ones that they, you know, that, that for them, all the ones that they have out there that you can buy, that they know that you'll love them. And, you know, and also that there's no pressure, you know, if you if it's not if not what you want, that's fine. But it gives people the chance more openly to try it. And, you know, as I said, it goes back to the whole thing. They know that once you bring it into your life that you will want to keep it. And I think that's a very, I think it's a very refreshing way of going about business. It's less of a hard sell that comes across as a hard sell. It's very, very clever marketing and very, very clever business. But it, at the same time, is very effective, but also very unaggressive. And I personally, I've always uh, admired the way that, that, that they do that. And I think, you know, I think there's a lot to learn for some of the other companies about possibly how they go about it. But that's just my opinion. I think also the problem is, as well as Amazon, don't get me wrong, it's, it's massive. Like, it's a huge, huge thing in the world, let alone in America or just Britain. You know, in the world, it, it has so much influence. I think the They're the biggest online retailer in the absolutely. world. Absolutely. So I think the problem is though that there's so much stuff on Amazon and would it just be secluded to Amazon products or would it be or would it be 
all ranges. So let's just say um, Amazon Kindle, you, you have this return policy. But what about other retailer um, goods? What happens about them? Could you do the same with that at all, Ben? Well, no, Martin, because the whole point... The whole point I'm saying is because they're opening stores and the stores are only focused around their products. So let's offer a very good return policy and a try policy on their products. I'm not saying about the rest of the catalogue because that would just be, you know, unthinkable and undoable and very, very complicated and not worth it in any way, shape or form. But they're not just opening Amazon stores with every product in. They're not opening, like, for the British people, another Argus. They're just opening a store where you can try out and buy Amazon products. And I think it's totally doable in that way. Totally doable. I think that also the, the, the worst case scenario is, and you brought up Argos, and I want to use that as well. With um, Amazon, they would have to do sort of a bit, a lot of what Apple do. I think they'll have to only open a number of stores and a bit like what Apple have. Like the closest Apple store to me is Oxford, and then it's in London, and then it's probably in Southampton. That, that is literally the range of probably as close as it gets. And I think that's what you sort of have to do with Amazon because there's no point having, say, for example, you could have one in Southampton, but, and then what's the point having one open in, say, I guess Bournemouth would be the most closest city because then you get that sort of, um, oh, I have it. I can return it whenever I want, sort of thing. But with Apple, I think they played it quite well. For for example, myself, if, let's say I got, I don't know, a MacBook Pro, you know, let's say that was on the return policy. I got that, I now have to travel 40 minutes the other way going back to hand it in. And nine times out of 10, like you said, you're just gonna think, oh, I may as well keep it. Yeah, and I mean, you can return my post, but you have to physically speak to someone and go through the whole process, get a label, put it in a box, wait around for a courier to pick it up, or go somewhere to get it to drop off. I mean, these are all still steps that people in their busy day-to-day lives that they have these days are going to try and avoid doing. So I think for me, honestly, I think Amazon need to offer more than just like, here's our products, ham and have a look and buy them, because I don't think it's one going to be that effective for them. And two, I don't think uh, that it's going to offer much value for the customer in terms of the fact of the store being that. I think what they need to do is offer more to the community. So they need to offer like little training, like little clubs or classes that the older generation come to to learn about what their products can physically do in terms of like, you know, if you buy this, we'll, t- we'll show you how it works. This is how you can, this is how it can better your life. You know, if you, this Kindle is, you know, why would you buy this Kindle to this Kindle? Because there's loads of different Kindles of the Fire tablets and um, streaming boxes and everything else. And I think if they actually talked about how they were going to make it more um, community focused and actually helping out especially the, the you know the, the less tech savvy people and offering more services in that way to make it worthwhile that there's someone there you can physically talk to from Amazon rather than having to go through a call center if it's a problem or etc cetera, etc cetera, looking online I think that brings more and I think if they did that and have small you know just a few locations around the UK for instance and they did that that would that would work great but I think physically just having somewhere to like talk to a salesperson basically about a product and buy it honestly it's just a waste of time in my eyes i just i would rather go on amazon and buy it and my final final thing ben i I know that we've been talking about this quite some time um how easy is it to adapt a company ethos i mean amazon you know coming from the internet and now coming to put up little pop-up stores so you can go and let's say they do have this return policy, how easy is it just to quickly turn that around? Would it take years of planning, which I'm sure they've already done, 
Um, but do you feel like it will just flop as soon as it gets there? That's my next question. I think that it's... I mean, it's, it's, it's such a weird way of thinking about this because, you know, this is not how any company ever does it in this day and age because Amazon exists. You know, a lot of companies start with physical shops and have been going online and focusing online and pushing online because that's the way everything's moving. And Amazon, meanwhile, like... Amazon are basically the other car in the other like lane of traffic in the opposite direction going, oh, there's like no one here. There's like nothing going on. There's like, this is easy. This is, this is like free-flowing traffic. Meanwhile, there's like traffic jams in the other side because everyone's going from the stores to online. If that makes any sense, I feel like that makes some sense. But basically, you know, they go in the opposite way to all the rest of the traffic um, and where everything's going. You know, everything's going online these days. And uh, I, I, it's a really weird thing for me. I don't know. I find it really hard to grasp. But... I mean, Amazon, if anyone's going to do it, it'll be Am- it could do it. You know, it'll be Amazon because they have the money. They have, you know, basically access to anyone because of that um, that they want to hire to help them out. And, you know, they've got the name, brand name behind them. You know, they're one of the most biggest brands in the world, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, their physical products haven't been doing amazingly well. Like, apart from the Kindle, the Very Kindle's true. been doing fairly well, but the iPad has encringed and and taken over that market a little bit and definitely had an effect on it but their other ta- uh, their tablets there they tried to launch the fire phone it flopped completely and um, the fire tv sticks i don't think it'd be doing amazingly well um you know so maybe this is a desperate move for them to try and push those products and may- help make those work i don't know i think we have to wait and see i mean we don't even know much deal about the uk yet it's all about the us i'd be interested to see how it works in the us and then closely follow it and see, and maybe this is a discussion we can come back to once uh, you know this, it's been around for a while. Either we'll hear about it failing, or we'll hear it being a big success. Uh, but with that, I think that's a perfect place to end the discussion. So there we have it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pixel Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed listening to it. Don't forget to share your opinion with us on Twitter. That's at Pixel Podcast. We're hoping to bring a bigger community place for us to discuss upcoming tech news products that may or may not get discussed on the podcast itself. Um, Just a general place for communities. And I think it will really, really help us build the community and share with you guys and you get your guys' opinion. And we can even get those opinions then into the podcast themselves. I think we can make this a bigger and better community. Abrupt Audio are the owners and producers of this podcast and many other great podcasts like them. You can check them out at abruptaudio.com and of course check out our Pixel page while you're there as well. Don't forget if you're someone who does travel um, to work and stuff in the morning and does a lot of driving, you know, commuting in London, etc, etc, you can take us on the go with you so you can listen on the Tube. You can download us offline even for those places like the Tube where you won't have internet connection. You can get us on the podcast app for iOS, Stitcher for Android and of course now Spotify for the mobile apps that Spotify are available on as well. With that, we thank you again for listening. Thank you to Martin. Thank you very much. You know, it's great to sort of <laughs> shed our ideas and opinions on a great subject. Definitely, definitely. And this has been quite an interesting one. I've quite enjoyed this one. We thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode on Friday. So stay tuned for that. And uh, happy Wednesday again. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. See ya. You've been listening to the Pixel Podcast. Thank you, and good night. Or as they say in gamer speak, GGNORE.